Hey, welcome back to Rebel Movement Podcast. My name is Billy. My pronouns are she, her, or they, them. And I'm Jordan, she, her. Welcome back. Welcome back. I said my pronouns the reverse way that I usually do today, and I threw I know. myself off. <laughs> like uh, odd to hear because I'm used to hearing that like a certain cadence yeah. and they come out a certain way yeah yeah I was like oh yeah. I'm supposed to do it up today <laughs> yeah not on purpose <laughs> I, I, I like I said it out loud and I was like wait a minute that's not usually what that's I say that's not usually how I go yeah. <laughs> wait <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute so I just say the wrong thing I didn't but it felt like I did for a second there <laughs> oh this is our one year, a 52nd um, episode, episode of the podcast, yeah. which is, it feels wild. I, when we released the first one, I honestly didn't even know, like, how long we would have the stamina to keep it up for, you know, like, are we just going <laughs> to yeah. go to 10 episodes and then be like, yeah, that was a fun project or are we going <laughs> to, yeah. But then like yeah. at every 10 that passed, it was like like the intervals seemed like they were getting shorter. I don't know about mm-hmm. you. Like getting to 10 yeah. was like, it, it felt like it took a lot of work, but then like, you know, after that, it was like all of a sudden we're at 30 and it's <laughs> more than yeah. halfway there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It did feel like that where you're like, it's like you, it's, it started off feeling really slow. Like you're like, oh yeah, this yeah. is every single episode felt like, whoa, this is episode four. Whoa, this is episode five. It's just like so slow. Mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we were at like 30 episodes and then yeah. after 10 like it just felt like <laughs> or even a few weeks know. ago when I was like planning it like we were talking about our ideas and I was putting down like the names like the titles next to the number and I was like holy shit and like a few weeks we we're recording yeah. our one-year episode like that's wild mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it is wild <laughs> and it's wild also to think about the amount of people who listen to us it's not like yeah you know we're not over here like a top 10 podcast of the we have a pretty consistent whatever, but group we have of people <laughs> and that just feels kind of I don't know I feel like it, maybe it's different because I think they come mostly through your business so you might know them in, in a sense like we don't know who these people are but I think that they yeah your audience them, but... and so it's like I actually have no like, I don't think I've ever met these people in my life like I don't know who these <laughs> people are you know like yeah but they know my voice and they know yeah. a lot about me which is <laughs> um <laughs> it is like a little weird to think about like good weird yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I get that I, th- I think you said you had a few people that listen too but yeah it is like when you I don't know how the... consistent they are but yeah, I appreciate true. them yeah yeah I appreciate them too I appreciate all of them. I will say, like, I have the the platform we use to post this, post these episodes, says what countries some of our listeners come from. And like a lot of them are from That's Canada, always a fun one. Yeah. Anybody. Um, it's like 18% from the United States. Um, I don't know that I know. I mean, maybe I do know who some of those people are, but 18% seems more than what I, who I can think of. But there's also like... <laughs> two percent from ukraine and two percent from denmark two yeah, percent from Sweden. um and then there's a little bit was like one percent which is like probably one person which is still kind of yeah. interesting still, it's like also you know, the like- person from denmark i'm like mildly obsessed with your country and i cannot get enough <laughs> of it <Yeah>. so <laughs> just putting that out there yeah. as much like it's fucking 
now the algorithm knows it just like feeds yeah. me like Denmark yeah. stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely like actually seriously planning a trip for next next summer Are to you? go. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. That should be so fun. Yeah. There's I was trying place? to figure out like fun non-theme parky places to go with children. Mm. I don't really feel like it's worth it to do like a Disneyland thing yet. They're very little. Mm. I don't want to pay that much money <laughs> to like mm. spend two hours there and then get tired. I'm not remembering. Um, and yeah, kind of that too. Um, <laughs> but like, I need to to travel again. I haven't been on a plane in such a long time. Like, I need to go somewhere. And so, uh, I was, you know, just looking for kid friendly cities or like good places to travel with kids. And Copenhagen came up a lot. So I was like, yeah, mm, okay. Cool. And then I just went down a rabbit hole and I just got obsessed with it. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. cool. There's this person, I don't know who the, their uh, page, num- not number, page name, whatever, yeah. on YouTube that just wears like fancy camera equipment and walks <laughs> around cities. And there's often like just background sounds and they're like really long videos, but sometimes like my partner introduced me to them and sometimes he walks through cities that you've like, like never been to, obviously I've never been to most of the places he's been. <laughs> um, and it just made me think of like I wonder if there's some for those cities that like um be fun to like even if you skim through it like oh that place looks really cool that because I love walking when I'm traveling I used yeah. to be harder with have, kids, like a but... whole itinerary well it's because it's like an yeah. incredibly like bike friendly slash like pedestrian friendly city at least cool. Copenhagen probably lots of other places in the same country as well would have similar attitudes um but yeah so it's and I, I love walking around while you're traveling is like actually the best and we're like actually using public transportation um you know instead of driving around as much as possible like depending on where you are going and how far you're traveling but mm-hmm. yeah no I cannot wait to actually go visit somewhere new again yeah, yeah. we used to do it like been... a yearly and it hasn't yeah. been for the last four years yeah so, a long time then. yeah long time yeah. I don't know if I've ever used like I've when I was in the UK, I, some of my family members drove me around, but mm-hmm. I think I often use public transport, which is always interesting. I don't know if you've had this too at the beginning. I was, I mean, maybe you're more used to it. <laughs> I was so nervous in like in London using the mm-hmm. tube. There's, it's a gigantic city. It's a huge There's city. so many yeah. like subway lines and I'm not even used to like, I'm not from a city that has yeah, I think that's a like, huge difference. A subway. Yeah. I'm not used to, even in Montreal, if I go to Toronto, whatever, I still am like <laughs> confused and like trying to fit. I'm like, oh, better now than I was for sure, because I had to use it a lot. But um, it's like so much anxiety the first couple of days. It's like, oh my God, okay, I'm getting on this one and this one goes to here and then I'm going here and then like, <laughs> it out yeah. Um, I did an exchange to uh, Germany. I lived just outside of Munich when I was uh, 16. And so, um, got pretty used to living I mean it was just for a year but like in a city that had like very good public transportation Mm -hmm. um switching between like buses and trams and um like the underground and then trains like over ground trains above ground trains (laughs) um like you just get really used to it and then you like it's Mm -hmm. just just the friggin' best like actually be like you can take the like metro all the way to the airport in Munich you're just like 
hop on and just like go and you get off in the airport and it's just like yeah. I don't know I got a little spoiled and like that's what I feel like a city <laughs> <should be. Yeah. laughs> like should have very good public transportation like A to B you know like yes. you can get to almost anywhere mm-hmm. um, by public transportation even out to the suburbs like when I was visiting friends who lived in different parts wow. it was like we we're in the middle of nowhere we we're 16 years old and they were just like yeah go like parents are just like just go walk to the train and like go shopping and then come back later and so mm-hmm. you go and it would take like almost an hour to get into the middle of the city but like it's just like the thing that you do <laughs> it's like yeah. growing up I lived half an hour outside of a big city and it's just like how much of a game changer would this have been if we just had a train that would take us into the city instead mm-hmm. of having to be so reliant on our parents to drive us in and out and I yeah. don't know <laughs> so yeah they do get confusing for sure especially if you haven't done it in a while uh, or oh, aren't yeah. used to doing it um like yeah mm-hmm. even when I lived in Montreal I always made sure to be close to a, a metro line um just makes mm-hmm. your life so much easier mm-hmm. yeah I think yeah, that I love, um, I love metro. way back when um I was doing one of my trainings and I was staying at your place in mm-hmm. Montreal that's the time I used the metro the most Before yeah I was like a little bit outside of like the yeah stream downtown core like navigating yeah. the metro was a little bit easier than walking yeah yeah by that point I would already like I was a little bit more comfortable because I think I'd done a visit or, I don't remember but the first time and I went to Montreal to do one of my trainings I was like there's no fucking way I could handle doing that and yeah. also everything else but mm-hmm. by that point I was like you know what I can do this and I yeah at the beginning I was like I don't know if I can do this but then by the no, end I was like give no, yourself a little bit of extra time <laughs> and it makes your life so simple too like yeah. <laughs> even just yeah. things like bring like I don't know uh I could have walked to and from work and sometimes I did it took about half an hour to walk to and from but like on days where I was like carrying like lots of heavy things home it's just like is so much simpler to just take the, yeah. the subway or the metro whatever you want to call it and get mm-hmm. home I don't know <laughs> it's just really nice yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then you get really spoiled and then you go to other cities that don't have like a like an underground system at all and you're just like mm, there's like six yeah. buses for the whole city what am I gonna do <laughs> I know yeah even here like the, there are buses that go most places but it's like not the best for sure no and like yeah. when I was I a kid yeah when in I was Kingston, a kid like it was just yeah was I lived on the other end of the town of town where there's like one bus that goes to the neighborhood that was like every half hour that it was so slow in, in that part that I was would be picked up in that sometimes they just skip it yeah so I would just like <laughs> I miss the bus and I'm like well fuck if I have to go to a thing I just have to walk which would take like an hour an hour or whatever something. to get there yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah not great not Anyways, great public transportation aside I love living yeah. in big cities I can't wait to go yeah. back to the big city <laughs> that'd be so fun to go on your trip oh yes it's gonna be a lot of fun I'm hoping like so like the wild thing is that my oldest will start school next September um so like not this September coming up but the one after the one after so by next wow. year this will be like our last summer all home together Wow. Um, like obviously we get still get summer, but you know, you know what I mean? And last one before yeah. school starts and we have like that schedule yeah. to have. Um, so I was like, it'd be kind of cool to go like in the springtime ish, I think. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, like in May ish, maybe June June. Um it's a good time to travel too. I think it's a good time to travel. Not a lot of other people are traveling during that time. 
as yeah. well. I'm very excited about this trip. I really hope awesome. it can happen. Yeah. So we'll have, yeah. I don't know. I'm just excited to start traveling again. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. to be in that headspace. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll be fun. A friend of mine and I, I have two, they're not set in stone. One of them is I really want to go to Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, but a friend of mine and I have also talked about hiking the um, Grand Canyon. Oh, nice. Uh, like camping and hiking. And I actually didn't, I had no idea there were so many, I mean, maybe this is just because I've literally never looked into it, but I had no idea there were so many <laughs> options. There's like, you can camp just outside and then there's like a bunch of day hikes you can go on or you can like go on longer Or like do like a or... big long camp hike thing. Mm, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about it and it seems like we're both really into it. Their, um, her, one of her parents found a um, Grand Canyon book mm. at the thrift store and bought it for us. So I feel like now it's set in stone. <laughs> now it's gonna happen yeah Yeah, I've talked about it too much that I feel like like that like competitive part of me like has to do it now you know like it's like I've told three people so like no I have to do it yeah yeah Yeah. oopsies that's what you gotta do that's how I ended up going on an exchange is because somebody else was doing it and I was like oh that's so cool Mm -hmm. like I'd love to and then I was like oh damn it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now I gotta go. <laughs> now you gotta go. Um, yeah, which like it all worked out really well, and I'm so happy I did it. But like, it was yeah. it's really because I like was like, oh yeah, that's something I'd be interested in. And they're like, oh okay, they didn't believe me, and I was like, mm, now I gotta prove it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's just yeah. who I am. I don't know if that's, that's like funny. proving like things to other though. people or just like having a very like I don't even know if it's competitive like or whatever it is. Like it's just very. That makes sense too. <laughs> you don't think I can do that personality where it's like well no no I have to now I have to prove everyone that I'm cool enough to do this (laughs) yeah not one for being underestimated (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's uh like like all like best parts of your personality they're also like kind of the worst parts of your personality (laughs) yeah Yeah. like being really stubborn like it's kind of tricky sometimes but it's also a really good thing yeah it is a good thing sometimes Mm-hmm. Yeah, except when you get into a fight that you're obviously going to lose but you can't <laughs> you can't get out of it anymore yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me like <laughs> it sometimes it would show up um where someone tells me to do something I'm like mm-hmm. ooh, yeah I'm not gonna do it no, I'm not gonna do it fuck <laughs> that was my that wasn't like I Emperor's really wanted to do it now I can't do it anymore <laughs> yeah. yeah oh you should do this like I'm not doing it now oh, okay well now I'm not in all respect like <laughs> yeah. I will say and just in case like my boss is listening or something I don't know if, I don't think he listens but like I do in that sense I will like you know but, compartmentalize <laughs> yeah I can compartmentalize it but there's definitely times where it used to be a huge source of um conflict I was younger it was That's difficult fair. with even with like roommates and be like oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel that yeah. I feel it coming up <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean even in those cases I would like do my best but yeah um because after a while I started to notice it like I really wanted to do this thing and then you told me to do it and now I don't want to do it anymore that seems weird <laughs> <laughs> it feels like I just need to work on that yeah 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 <laughs> Um, Which, yeah, I feel like it's a good segue into uh, yeah, say, this whole topic of, of our growth. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking um, of growth. So when we were crowdsourcing what to talk about for our one year, uh, a topic, I guess, that came up a lot was like, how have we changed or how has podcasting changed us over the last 
52 weeks of making episodes <laughs> um yeah i guess so how how has it changed us or how have we changed yeah. in the last how year it changed our lives mm-hmm. it's all all very similar questions um i don't even know where to start <laughs> um i've been thinking about this for a bit because i did send it to you i don't even know a few days ago and i was mm-hmm. like oh yeah yeah I'll, I'll have things to say and i'm sure i do i just I, one of the ones that's like, it's going to sound maybe funny and also whatever, is I have more to say than I thought. <laughs> I have more to talk about <laughs> than I thought. That's I fair. <laughs> um, which, I mean, I guess I just really hadn't thought about it in some cases. Um, mm-hmm. That's my like silly start one, I, which is, um, yeah, I had more, to, I had more to say than I thought I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, do you want to go like back and forth with this or do you want to just like each sure, I can go. Um, okay, I'm, I'm the kind of person that like <laughs> uh, likes to pretend that they're on a cooking show when they're making supper or uh, likes to have an argument out loud with themselves just to like see what the possibilities would be with this argument yeah. or um, I, I like to work through things out loud a lot often that means by myself because people won't stick around for the hours I can debate something back and forth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, so like you'll often, <laughs> if you lived with me, you would often find me like like full-blown conversation um, mm-hmm. with myself because that's how I work ideas out. Um, so mm-hmm. the nice thing about having a podcast is being able to work out things out loud into a microphone with someone else. <laughs> yeah. um, it helps me process things, honestly. Um helps me like firm up my opinions around certain things um so that like and that those are all things I was doing before but now they just kind of feel a little more purposeful yeah um and like because I need to pause and hear somebody else like come back which obviously doesn't happen when I'm talking to myself um (laughs) it also (laughs) like allows more like opinions to come into the conversation which is always like really good for again like getting stronger like a stronger sense of your own opinion on a subject or your own perspective um and like being open to like allowing that to change or like that kind of stuff um yeah I feel like it's also let me know like how far I've come and like be able to laugh at myself a little more um for like things I used to do or used to believe (laughs) um (laughs) Yeah, which is kind of nice, I think, to be able to have an outlet and like a group of people that can also be like, yeah, that was that was ridiculous, but also I've been there. Yeah. Um, or hopefully inspire someone else to be like, if you're, you know, um, I had another one that came up this week and I forget what it was. Oh, someone was talking about like how I used to always make breakfast and it was like this very specific breakfast or whatever. And, you know, um, that I always, it always had like sausages involved. I was like, oh yeah, that's because I, I wasn't allowing myself to eat bacon or whatever because mm. it had sugar in it or something. Um, and I was just like laughing at myself about it. And I was like, like, I felt like that almost had a place on the podcast just in terms of like, just like silly, like ways that your brain like makes up rules around certain things. Um, yeah. That's yeah, true. being able to have a lot more lightheartedness around that is nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, like processing some of the stuff out loud 
and it being more about a conversation about, for example, like things that die, like we picked up from diet culture. Mm-hmm. And even like our guests often talked about that too. I feel like it's hearing other people talk about it and it being such a intentional conversation on a regular basis does allow for it. You almost to get to like a little bit of a deeper level of like, and cause then you get to then, I don't know if that's why maybe like I had some of those moments too, where I noticed things, maybe it would have happened anyway. It's hard to say, but yeah, I think it does kind of invite you to notice some of the, those deeper things you're like, why did I used to do my breakfast like this? And you're like, oh yeah, yeah. that was a, you know, mm-hmm. it does allow like a deeper understanding. Also the interviews were like hands down my favorite part. Like There's if for whatever reason, this is the first episode that you're listening to, like going back and listening to all the interviews, I think there's about six of them, um, five or six. They are excellent. And they're, mm-hmm. they're like actually my favorite, my five favorite episodes, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, those are really good. And they were so much fun to do. And I think that they like, yeah, they really brought like an intensity to the conversation that I think was really nice um I think that I have a lot of room to grow when it comes to running interviews (laughs) um (laughs) but I did really enjoy them and I do still think that they're really good yeah 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 there were some great conversations and great we've had great folks on here also just in case anyone's annoyed with background sound I live on a main street and now I literally can't there's so many okay when I record other things people can hear it and I've had people be like what does that sound like oh it's a motorcycle so just like Mm -hmm. I guess you can't hear it so never mind (laughs) (laughs) but yeah those interviews were they were so fun we had we were so I feel like we were really um I was really lucky we had a lot of really great guests which like obviously we wouldn't invite people we wouldn't want to talk to on the podcast yeah no they were the and the conversations um, but they were, were awesome. so good and so yeah. unique too like I didn't find there was a lot of overlap between them mm-hmm. um which is really nice I think to listen to them all like all together yeah um I, I will say that I'm one. a lot oh, less okay. cringed about listening to my own voice. I haven't actually listened to a whole episode, but like I can edit it without being like, yeah. oh, that's the worst thing anyone's ever said. Yeah. <laughs> I do still have weeks where, because I do the reels. And so I have yeah. to listen to like a minute at a time or more, sometimes like half an episode to find. So it depends on my patience for that day. <laughs> but I have days when I'm really tired and days where I'm not, I can just tell in, in the way that I'm speaking. And sometimes I will communicate differently and I'll use more of certain words and less of certain words, uh, or I'll have, I know that I like, say like a lot, mm-hmm. like a lot of other people that I know, <laughs> um, which is I've, you know, I don't particularly care about. I've heard some pretty cool theories about it. That's not why we're here today. So I'm not going to go into it, <laughs> but if sometimes I hear myself and I, I know I'm like annoyed by myself because I catch myself. Um, this, this is one that I've learned is I, in my speech will sometimes undermine my own opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'm saying it because I genuinely am unsure if what I said makes sense, but I think sometimes it's a habit that I, I'm so used to people not wanting to understand what I'm saying just from like from as a as a kid that it's now I'm noticing I'm doing this and I'm trying to change it it's like you know a bit of a thing but there's definitely less times where I'm annoyed by my voice but it's more so now I'm like I know it's not that I'm annoyed by my voice it's I'm annoyed by these 
things that I've been taught that I'm now trying to unlearn. And it's, to me, it sounds so obvious. I'm sure it's not if you're not literally living in my brain all the time, <laughs> but sorry, I kind of went off of your, went no, off of your thought, but no, I, I did have, have another, yeah. Um, sorry, I did have another big one that came up a while, like a while ago. And I talked to you, Jordan, about it. I don't even know how long ago that was. It's like halfway through this year. One thing I noticed is I, again, because of trauma shit, and I'm not going to talk about it because you can go back and listen to other episodes, <laughs> but um, like I said, I'm not used to people listening to me. I'm used to people interrupting me because I don't want to hear what I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm definitely used to a different environment as my norm. Not that I'm in that now. I don't like, I'm not still in that situation, but conversationally, um, there is, there was a lot of growing happening on my end because, um, the way that, um, you, Jordan and I communicate is different in some, in some respects Mm -hmm. and for different reasons, which I'll obviously, I reckon I could recognize we talked about it a couple of times, (laughs) um, but there was definitely a period of time of growth where I had to sort of, like you'd said out loud, like, it's okay if you interrupt me. And I had yeah. to sort of like, okay, interrupt or like, okay, do this thing or like, say what you have to say, because it wasn't anything you were doing. And like I said, we talked about this before, but um, it wasn't anything you were doing. It was all in my brain mm-hmm. of like, oh, like I shouldn't say my thing or like, oh, I shouldn't, you know, I, whatever. It was like my old shit coming up that I didn't even know was really there. Makes sense that it was there. But there was definitely a, a period of time where I had to learn, I had to get used to using my voice, basically. I had to get used to um, being in conversations that were not like, uh, what is the word? Not like a conflict, but like, I'll just say kind of heated. I don't know. There's not even that yeah, heated. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I had to get used to being in those conversations and it being like totally fine. And yeah get used to being in those conversations and then inserting myself intentionally into them as a like haha yeah. I mean, a gesture with my arm you can't see but I feel like it makes that sound better but that was a huge learning process that uh still sometimes comes up because you know trauma is not uh a line but it's um just comes up like with me personally but it's come now compared to the beginning of how I feel having conversations even outside of this is so much uh, it feels a little bit different I definitely had practice being assertive at my part-time job with all the people who yelled at me but I think it's a bit of a like that plus this plus a bunch of other stuff yeah I think it's also like learning that when it's a recorded conversation like this like and you don't want to have to go back and edit all the like the lulls in the conversation. Like it, yeah. it has there has to be a certain level of interrupting or a little bit of talking over each other in order to like keep it moving, which yeah. is a little awkward for me too because I feel like it's I'm cutting off someone else's thought or not giving them enough space to to fully think something through. And if we were in person, it would be a very different it'd be a different vibe than like when you're sitting here trying to record something and like 
you know keep it interesting enough that it, like no one like <laughs> dies of boredom halfway through a lot <laughs> you know like there yeah. has to be like this a little bit of talking over I think and a little bit of interrupting just to make sure that everyone's like that you can actually get your idea out because if not yeah. and the conversation takes a turn it's like it's very awkward sometimes to steer it back to where your thought was um yeah and I was that, that relates to what I was thinking about too um when you started talking was like uh like you're you're noticing like the like your speech mannerisms (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and I was thinking about how um I feel like my opinion is a little bit more it comes across more confidently now than it did at the beginning Mm -hmm. I feel like for both of us our voices were really shaky at the beginning and it was this was like a really Mm -hmm. awkward thing to do I feel like we sound more confident now than we did. Totally. Like if you like compare this one to our first one, uh, a little less awkward, a little more like sure of ourselves. Mm-hmm. I still try to be like measured with how I speak and make sure that all like it's coming across the way I want it to. Mm-hmm. But I think after doing this 52 times, <laughs> I recognize too that I'm not going to be able to add every single piece of nuance that I want to, to every single conversation I have. And if someone wants to come in and criticize me for that, that's obviously okay. But at the same time, if they're not going to recognize that a one hour long conversation can't possibly hold all of the nuance that I'm actually thinking about when I say these things, Mm -hmm. um, that's not really my problem you know like I'm happy to have larger more fleshed out conversations with someone about anything or if I misspeak I'm happy to you know clarify what I was trying to say or you know again like all the nuance that I in my mind is behind whatever statement I made Um, Mm -hmm. it's hard to fit in you know 30 years of thinking into (laughs) 60 minutes of talking it is um it's just not gonna happen so hopefully there's still some good sound bites out there and still productive conversations even if they're not gonna be as i don't know as nuanced or as fleshed out as i would like them to be Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah i just kind of more hope that like if you listen to the podcast all the way through that you have a much better idea of where our heads are in the conversation Mm -hmm. that we're having Mm -hmm. because we can't go back and have 52 conversations worth of stuff fit back into every (laughs) single you know what I mean like it just it has to build on each other they have as much as each episode should hopefully be able to stand alone um I think there's background information if if they're all if you have more of an idea of where we're coming from yeah and it can't be like what is it like wikipedia where you can click like you can click on to word and go to that page. we can't do yeah. that here yeah unfortunately yeah unfortunately. But if you you know if i was like structured with more like a ted talk maybe we could mm-hmm. you know fit this in better or if we had a lot if we wanted to do like a three-hour thing maybe we would be able to get the nuance involved but if we want to do like do 45 that. minutes of talking it's really hard to fit yeah. in everything that you want to fit in it is it is because yeah, I don't, I don't think if it was a TED Talk style, I would be able to do it every week. No, and absolutely not. I have a hard so time. Much, if someone was paying me and this was my full-time job, absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah. Like right. this would be so much more polished. <laughs> My opinion would be so much more structured. <laughs> yeah. I'd have like a beginning, middle, and end. I'd have a really nice yeah. little conclusion that tied it together. The thesis would be so clear. But I don't have 40 hours a week to dedicate <laughs> to, to this. No, don't. And I have a hard time sitting still for the hour or so that we already are talking. I like, it was one of the things I was going to say is I have noticed I cannot sit still for <laughs> an extended period of time. I sit on the floor, obviously, if you're listening, you can't see this, but I sit on the floor. I have like a cushion sometimes, yeah. but I, no matter how hard I try, cannot sit in one position the whole time. I just could not do three hours. <laughs> three hours would be too much time. Yeah. Um, I think it's also interesting to think about that in a different respect as well, that when you're making content on a regular basis, so whether it's obviously the podcast in this respect, but it could also be Instagram or newsletters or whatever, sometimes we can get so caught up in it coming off the right way that we don't we don't end up giving ourselves enough chance to actually say or what we want to say. Like you're holding yourself back. Like we're holding ourselves back so much worrying about the nuance or the whatever. Yeah. That, I've noticed that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, a, I think that happens from my experience and just knowing other people's experiences. If it happens, seems to happen every now and then where you're like, oh, right. I'm, I'm holding myself back here because I'm you know, whether your perfectionist is coming up again or whatever, maybe it's a different layer of perfectionism. I feel like every now and then you can notice like, oh, okay, here, I'm doing that thing again. Yeah. Come back. It's like, you're not going to be able to start walking forward if you go, if you're too afraid to take the first step. Yeah. And just starting to talk about anything. And that's what I feel like I've seen the most growth in over the last year too, is just being able to like, just jump into a conversation and just see where it takes us yeah. and try to make sure that you, you know, get as much that's relevant to the topic that we've picked out as possible. Um, that hopefully sounds well put together. Um, and then, you know, if new information comes up, like, Hey, you said these things wrong, or you describe this process badly or whatever, then you can like pretty easily make an adjustment and, yeah. and, you know do better the next time you talk about it or the next time you're recording you can be like oh hey I just need to fix this thing that I said or you know I was thinking about it and I think it came off the wrong way or whatever um I don't know that we've ever actually done that I can't think about it but like I'm not afraid of doing it anymore where I was like I feel like you can hear that in my voice in the first few episodes like terrified of making a mistake or you know someone bringing up like Hey, this that this is you know problematic, or this is not the right way of talking about this thing, or whatever. Or have you thought about it from this direction? And now it's more like accepting that it will happen. I'm sure, like the first few times, yeah. it'll still be like a little rattling, but um, like I know I can deal with it now. Whereas yeah. before, I was very very scared because I'm just not used to hearing my own opinions out in the world like this, or even it's being able to have a conversation about sometimes. these topics with someone like even if it's just you bouncing my opinion back you know like like, yeah just like random people on the internet Mm -hmm. yeah that's true because you're you are putting it out there and you're putting it is it does feel kind of intimate to release a conversation you're having (laughs) one person to a bunch of other people (laughs) yeah I I think at the beginning we 
I'm trying to remember. I think we used to write down, we used to like try and think more through some of the topics. Um, not that we don't think about it beforehand now, but we definitely are, I think we're more comfortable kind of picking a topic and being like, okay, like I'm sure we, I have an idea. Let's see what happens, two, yeah. Try to see what happens. Because I think that's one thing we noticed throughout is we would, you know, we'd have a, a topic, we'd have some points and then we'd get into it and we'd be like, oh, we actually have way more to say about this particular topic than we thought in our episode, we thought would be just half an hour with an hour. Or <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh yeah, this like would probably that. be a 20, 30 minute one. It's yeah. like an hour and a half later. It's like, no, it was not. Yeah. <laughs> Turns like, out we had a lot was, to say. <laughs> <laughs> one of the last episodes we recorded, I don't remember when it was coming out. I think, well, obviously it's already out by this I, point, but. Yeah, it'd be it was, already out. It was one of those. We would we were, go. <laughs> I think we were expecting it would be, I don't know, 45 minutes and it was an hour and a half. So yeah. maybe our longest Twice episode long yet. <laughs> yeah. Oopsies. Yeah. Oopsies. But say la vie. <laughs> <Say> la vie. <laughs> you can use your fast forward button. Yeah. Or yeah. Put it on like 1.5 <laughs> times speed, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I just feel like I used to be worried about a lot of things like my voice sound or, or whatever. Yeah. And I just kind of don't really care as much about those things anymore. Yeah. Um, and it's also funny because it's like just like going to a different topic like doing things in your day-to-day life and then thinking like oh we should talk about this on the podcast <laughs> or like oh this is like a thing we yeah. talked about or whatever like um, I was I told you this before we started but like um, I ended up with this like I think it's like a Starbucks venti sized travel cup um, because I didn't have a water bottle when I went to go visit my mom and I was like I'm very thirsty and I need to drive home and uh, she found this like in her she's a teacher so she just gets like, a bunch of gifts all the time um oh, yeah. and so I, I'm 100% certain that she did not buy this for herself but she was, this was a student <laughs> gift um yeah. anyways but I've been like so enjoying drinking my water from this massive cup um and I drink it so quickly now and I've never had a problem drinking water um I grew up drinking almost only water not really juice so like the taste is not a big deal to me um it doesn't have to be that cold and I'll drink it anyways um but I've been enjoying lately like cutting up lemon and I felt I had like mint in my fridge too and I put mint in there and lemon and like an ice cube and I just like walk around drinking my ginormous bottle of water um and found out that it's a lot more fun to drink water from a straw um and like I, I still don't have an issue with plain water, but just the act of adding things to my water makes me feel like I'm taking even better care of myself. Um, yeah. Which just like, it's a mental thing at that point. So it just, it feels more like luxurious or like self-carry things that I was, you know, reminded of an episode that we recorded over probably yeah. two episodes that we've recorded on that subject yeah. of self-care or like little luxuries and that kind of stuff. Um in addition to practical self-care stuff which is I had a dentist appointment today um, which is like true true taking care of yourself (laughs) it's going to the dentist having all the tartar (laughs) scraped off your teeth with those nasty little instruments (laughs) and uh you know making a plan to take care of cavities like all that stuff Mm -hmm. um that's that's like that was like real deal self-care that happened today plus my fancy little water bottle (laughs) yeah so um, I feel I feel pretty well taken care of today, and I did yeah, a good job taking awesome. care of myself. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you one thing? It's related to this, of, like <laughs> self care, um, leaving diet culture stuff. It's not related to the particular episode we're talking thing we're talking about, but 
it is something that I think some of the conversations we had on the podcast yeah. helps me realize. So I think because I've watched videos on social media of movement um, folks, it just automatically assumes sometimes I'm just in it for the wellness culture the bullshit. Body, yep. mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things I meant body, up, like whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Body stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like the way the body um, looks. Yeah. That's the way I, that's what I interpreted when you said okay, that. Okay, good. So. <laughs> um, it's the protein is everywhere right now. I mean, for yeah, me, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's everywhere. And I had this realization recently because at first I was just like, oh my God, what the fuck? And then I thought about our conversations and I thought about how the fact that I've, you know, had an eating disorder or this or disordered eating back and forth for mm-hmm. most of my life up until I don't know how many years ago. Um, I don't think I have had enough protein for years. Mm. I, I talked to like Jill, who, I mean, if you've been here for a while, you know, um, we had <laughs> like a first one, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I brought it up when she's, she's the person that helped me get out of eating disorder stuff. And, um, she's also a naturopath and she knows this stuff. So I didn't just go based off of social media. I feel like I need to tell you that <laughs> I had a conversation a with a professional yeah. Yeah, yeah, who said, you know, not that I'm counting macros or whatever, but just for frame of reference, she's like, okay, you know, aim for this much per meal. And I don't even think I was having that much per day sometimes. And I not, again, not that I'm counting anything. I'm not going back into no, but it makes it stuff, huge. but yeah, difference I, to be in a place where you can just notice these things without it becoming obsessive and like that's the yeah. tricky balance and we've talked about this because like when you're coming out of like an eating disorder I don't personally like, at least for my personality feel like that's the time and place to notice any no. of these things just at take all. just put blinders on just eat whatever like literally whatever is accessible or whatever you're craving like just do that mm. survive get out of the eating disorder mindset um it's going to look wild to other people. And that doesn't matter because they're not recovering from eating disorder. Um, And then afterwards, when you get to a place of more like, oh, this is not consuming my entire life anymore. You can literally be like, like what I do with my kids. I'm talking about this. Like the template is just, we look for a protein, a fat, and then like a fruit slash veg, which is like Mm -hmm. the carb for the meal slash the fiber that's what I'm putting on a plate. So like, it could be a mishmash of whatever, but these three things need to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, but like, yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing with eating enough food. You suddenly feel better, but like having yeah. enough protein during the day, like that's what helps. It just gives you yeah. so much more energy. It helps your muscles I am grow. Astounded. Like, <laughs> Cause I've been, obviously I'm, I'm movement teacher, just in case you don't know this. <laughs> I literally have a business of it. I used to teach uh, 40 to 50 hot yoga classes a month um, and would also do my own movement. Um, Before like all this, I was vegan and had a bunch of, I have a shit ton of allergies and stuff. Um, I'm anemic and that's been a kind of a process to figure out and also process to be like, okay, I'm not like vegetarian veganism doesn't work for me. Um, so I feel like I've had several of these moments only when I've been ready for them. Um, where I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I'm still, I'm still the same approach. Like I'm, I'm still fully, nothing has changed about my perspective. I'm still eating what I want to eat, but 
it's amazing the difference when I'm like intentionally thinking about the protein. I feel, I used to get, when we go for a hike, um, with like one of my favorite things to do in the summertime, I get partway through, I would feel weird. I'll just say that for now. And not, we've only been on one so far this, this summer, but the whole time I felt fucking fine. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> sweet. And it's almost like getting to the point of post, um, post diet culture movement where you're, you're like, okay, this is my experience in my body. Like this is, I feel pain here sometimes. Like mm-hmm. what can I, how can I change my approach? It's like, you're, you're, you start to think about like, okay, I am doing this for me. It's not something I'm doing for any other reason. Like, how can I help my body feel better and still maintain all of my values? Yeah, because it, it's almost like making it boring in a sense. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of back pain or I have like really flat feet or whatever it is. These are problems people I know what they're dealing with. Um, and it's causing like knee pain and hip pain and, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's like, okay, well, if I, focus on like strengthening my glutes that can help with a lot of other things. And it's not about like building like this, like beautiful, butt. it's about like literally just, and like, that's probably going to be a byproduct of it. However, the focus and the goal is to alleviate pain and focusing on this set of muscles will help you do that. So like the goal is to have more energy throughout the day or throughout my like movement practice and not have these lumps where I feel nauseous or when I feel like I need to take a break or whatever and adding more protein into my diet will help me get there um you know like it's Mm -hmm. it's like 10 years ago I couldn't have dealt with that information oh no right but now I can take that information and just see it as like oh a plus b equals c and it's not a punishment it's not I'm not focused on like a specific aesthetic coming out of it. I just really would like exactly. to not have pain when I walk. <laughs> like right now, one of my mm-hmm. hips is like much higher than the other one and it's making walking really difficult. Yeah, I bet. Um, and like, then I don't want to go for walks, you know? <laughs> like, and it's yeah. starting to have those things, which is like, I'm not getting outside as much or I'm not um, being as adventurous with my kids as I want to be like, it's starting to have other mm-hmm. side effects in the rest of my life. So if I don't deal with this, like hip weirdness that's going on, yeah, which is going to require some focus attention, just like when I was diagnosed with anemia in a pregnancy, like it requires some focus attention to fix this issue so yeah. that my numbers go up to where I need them to be before birth, um, to like mitigate other issues that could arise from being anemic. Um, you know, like, it's there's a diet culture way of looking at it that's like this is your fault it's because you're a fucking failure and these are all the things you need to do and like it's because you're you're fat or you're whatever like all this other stuff or it's just like this is an issue that we have uh, Mm -hmm. in your body or in your like health numbers and Mm -hmm. these are some strategies we can use to help improve the pain or that number totally you know and it's 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 so funny because like 10 years ago, describing this, your mind would have gone straight down like some sort of diet path. And oh now, yeah. even like someone explaining it, like the way I'm doing now, 10 to me, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have understood this at all, or that, that someone could yeah. live in a place where it's so, where it's possible to just look at food 
as like part of your toolkit in a non-restrictive, non-obsessive way, or look at movement as part of your toolkit that could help support your mental health. It can help support how good you feel in your body, Um, you know, and not have it all be boiled down to the goal is looking a certain way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) totally. And I know that's like, yeah. And I've been, I haven't talked about it much because I've been sort of still, I'm still kind of in early stages of experimenting with it. Cause I had that whole gluten shit of yeah. 2020, whatever, <laughs> um, that took me forever to recover from. But, um, I also just been like, it's new for me. Like I, I had that switch with, with movement. Um, but I mean, it's basically, it's my like full-time job. So it makes sense that that one <laughs> happened first. Um, and I literally am helping, helping people with that all like every single day, but that switch hadn't happened in a, such a big way or maybe it had, but I hadn't had an issue like this where I'm like, I feel like shit all the time. Yeah. Like some sort no of energy. health issue that came up. Yeah. And it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't exactly, it was, it was like, I literally was just feeling, um, exhausted all the time and it was hard to know what it was. And I just, and sometimes you don't have a frame of reference. So I'd done something, um, as a part of a protocol and I felt like more energetic. And that's when I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I've been feeling so shitty like what is happening and then yeah you know it sort of just happened naturally we're like this is a thing that could be potentially a factor and mm-hmm. you know and, and not so do or die that if you don't do it one day you're gonna like beat yourself up yeah. you'll just probably feel maybe a little more tired but maybe not because you've been doing it consistently for a while yeah and then whenever you get back into the headspace or into your own space if you were traveling whatever then you go back to like doing mm. things to support you feeling the way you want to feel at home I don't know it's just makes sense so I think it different it's just the mindset is different yeah the way that you're approaching it is different even if the rules might feel the same Mm -hmm. the mindset shift is what for me makes it feel less restrictive less obsessive less controlling than being in the eating disorder mindset yeah. I'm used to having those conversations around movement because it's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. obviously again, I'm in that, that's what I do. Um, and I literally help coach people go through their own things from diet culture. Um, that's left over from that and reframe yeah. it. But so I know how to have that conversation. I'm <laughs> really good at having that conversation. Um, but I it's almost felt like I didn't know how to have that conversation with movement because I don't, I obviously don't want it to be coming off like I'm back in yeah I think that's back I'm not counting anything like nothing's in that sense has changed so I was like how do I have this conversation and it still be clear that I'm still anti-diet and I'm still the same I think that's why it's so hard to have that conversation is because it becomes I don't know why but I feel like movement is almost a little bit easier to talk about than food even if it can be really hurtful for some people, you know what I mean? Like it can do as much damage in the movement sphere as, as in the, the food sphere. It just feels like the food ones get more heated more quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to walk this like very strict line of either having like no rules and like that's how you can be anti-diet or you have all the rules and then you're just part of the diet culture like machine yeah and like 
again, like bringing any kind of nuance or, or thinking about this in like an objective way or in a way that supports health. And even that word is like very loaded. Um, yeah. It just becomes, honestly, I think like food is just tied to so many emotional parts of our lives, of our culture, you know, yeah that, and a lot of us have had yeah. multiple things said like multi, way more comments about food yeah from you know toxic places than with movement yeah I, I would assume food is always we, seen if, as like the easy thing to control and in, yeah. in terms of like if you're measuring food versus exercise like what you're going to get told to do first is to like control your food yeah um it makes is, sense that it's more emotional I think it's just going to be a more emotional topic, but yeah. I hope I, I'm, I'm definitely seeing like a lot more conversations come out about this kind of like more middle groundy anti-diet approach, I think, which I think is more helpful because I think the middle ground is always a little bit more helpful. Yeah. Um, it's a little more open to a bunch of different people as opposed to like certain personality types. Um, but it really requires a giant mindset shift and a lot of other like background knowledge that I think is also only really gained by throwing all the rules out. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's like, I I do appreciate both sides, but I, I like this place that I'm in now of a little more in the middle of it and seeing the value of understanding um, nutrition and its impact on health or how it can support your health. Um, without it being like an all or nothing or uh, if you don't eat enough protein then it's like a moral failure mm-hmm. you know I don't think it needs to yeah. it's all that high stakes yeah. it's still just food yeah. like let's, let's calm exactly. down a little bit yeah um, and if you're at your beginning of this of this um, journey I guess for lack of yeah. a better word um, uncoupling with diet culture I don't know if I feel how to feel about that either. Conscious uncoupling of diet culture. Conscious uncoupling. That sounds like, anyway, um, just like ignore this part. Like you don't yeah. have to be there yet. Like, no, I because would it's, I would not have yeah. even been able to respond to any of this yeah. part. It would have all no. just seemed like masking another diet yeah. to me I, without yeah, totally. going through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I heard... Um, an analogy this week that I really like as relating to this, that when you come out of restricting, um, it's like you've been holding your breath for a long time and you wouldn't get mad at yourself for like taking a big breath. When you come out of restricting with food, it like, it's so natural that you might want to eat more often. You might want to eat more things. You might want to eat like your hyperfixation food only for a while. Um, I just thought that was kind of an, nice way of it felt like it almost took some of the emotional pressure off of when you're first going through this because it's feels so natural if you're holding your breath for a while of course you take like extra breaths or whatever at the end Um, I always just feel like it's like a pendulum swing like you're up here on one side of the pendulum for such a long time the only way it comes back down to the middle is if it swings to the other side first Like you can't just go from one side to the middle. It has to swing back and forth (laughs) a few times before it slows down and it finds its resting place in the middle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually do think that this, this has been something that is indirectly helped (laughs) from the podcast because we have had some, some of our guests talked about a lot of this stuff. Um, 
we've had conversations about food. I do feel like it's helped me to um, do some of that processing and filtering and changing thought patterns with food. Um, and also, I mean, there's a disclosure I meant to put a second ago. Don't take nutritional advice from TikTok or Instagram. No, <laughs> you talk to people or even us. Yeah, we're not nutritionists. More importantly, we're not your nutritionist. No, exactly. <laughs> so we're we not know your nutritionist. About you. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be taking this as advice. I just this is my own journey. Yeah, as a psychologist say um, that I <laughs> I am not your psychologist. So do not listen. Like, yeah. Do not take this as yeah. advice. But I will just yeah. share this theory. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. So that's still related, I guess, still related to our podcast episode uh, topic. It just wasn't like a, it wasn't, it didn't only happen because of this podcast. I thought I do think that it was supported by doing this podcast. Yeah, by coming back and having this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Any other things or does that feel like? Oh, so many other things. Off to the list. (laughs) Yeah. So many other things. It's mostly just like, I think it could all be summed up by like, when I have a thought, it's like, oh, this would be an interesting thing to talk about on the podcast, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool to have like an outlet. Okay. Um, so I was, you know, I was thinking about the term emotional eating today. And again, that could be a whole episode in and of itself. But mm-hmm. I was just, yeah. Um, it's like different things of like, oh, this would be fun to talk about, or this would be fun to talk <laughs> about. Um, yeah. Yeah. So leave that little teaser there for you. <laughs> and then, <laughs> uh, yeah. Guess the hard part now. We gotta talk about the, yeah, the future hard part podcast. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up. Well, it's not that no, much it's not. of a bumpy yeah. ride, which is a pun <laughs> because <laughs> I, Jordan, am uh 29 weeks pregnant. I think I'll be 31 weeks by the time this um podcast comes out. Um, so I am going on a bit of a mat leave from the podcast. Uh not 100 percent sure how long it'll last yet. Um, but this will be my last official, like scheduled episode that'll be on. <laughs> um, we'll see about like pop-ins every once in a while, if that vibe feels right. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> although I'm pretty sure in last week's episode, I talked about how much I hate that word. Um, <laughs> so that's good for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're learning. So like the, the last one I'm scheduled to appear on, but mm-hmm. uh, we will see what happens in the future of it. I guess yeah. you'll explain what you want to do with the podcast from now. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's not like fully figured out yet because full disclosure, this is being recorded. <laughs> I don't know three weeks before it's being aired. Two weeks. <laughs> yeah, um, it's pretty far in. So it's. I've been thinking about this for a week now, and I just am. I'm still figuring it out. By this point, I might have a decision, but unfortunately, because of the nature of how we're recording this, you might have to wait for next week to figure out the answer. <laughs> but it'll show um, up in your box or it won't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I will still be doing a, a podcast. Um, so it's not the end of the podcast. And here. They will still be here. Yeah, it'll still yeah. be here. Um, I will do one next week, if only so that those of you who are like, what the fuck? What's happening? Didn't have an answer. I will. I've back and forth on seasons but 
I was studying to Jordan beforehand, the way that I know myself, I feel like if I do a season, I might forget to come back and I don't want to do that. So they might be, some episodes might be like short episodes. If there's sort of a mini, mini idea I have to talk about, there will be some guest interviews, guests, um, appearances, Jordan might pop in again, depending on how everything goes. Uh, with if you really want a birth story feeling. episode, I could probably yeah. do that if, if there's enough interest, but I won't, I won't <laughs> yeah. scream it out into the void if no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know. <laughs> Send us a message and let us know. Um, but yeah, it will be the same. Well, it will be the same, but it will be still happening. Um, and we'll just see. I, it will be an adjustment for sure. I think the first yeah. little bit, um, yeah, it'll be an adjustment and I'll keep you updated with what's going to happen. I'm not just going to disappear on you though. Um, my main thing that's going to change is it'll just be my voice and there will be maybe some shorter episodes, but it's hard to say. Like when we first started, we were like, oh no, it's going to be short episodes. And like, yeah, right I now, really I'm like 45 minutes, but I'm pretty sure we're cresting it well over an hour now. An hour. <laughs> We're just about an hour. yeah we're just over an hour now <laughs> um currently i'm like there's no way i could talk by myself for half an hour but you know but what you i don't know surprise we'll yourself <laughs> surprise myself um i also wanted to take a second and thank jordan thank you in a formal <laughs> everyone's hearing me do it way <laughs> and i'm just gonna say on behalf of all the listeners as well oh yeah just gonna, thank you so much for being here this last year it's um it's been so much fun to be able to have someone else with me for this and I think it's you've brought a lot to the podcast and you've done a lot for the podcast and in the podcast so just thank you so much for being here and sharing your thoughts and putting yourself out there to the world you're very appreciated here thank you thank <laughs> you for accepting my my dm <laughs> to be on the podcast <laughs> yeah. be part of the podcast yeah I still remember yeah. you're like should I start a podcast and I was like do you need a co-host <laughs> yeah, yeah that was one of the things that like set a fire <laughs> under me at the beginning I was like you know what fuck it I'll do it I'm in yeah let's do it um I don't know that I would have done a podcast if it, like maybe I would have eventually but that's what I'm like I don't know if I would have been able to start it if it wasn't for you <laughs> Yeah. yeah, now you got yeah. 52 weeks of uh, practice for your solos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they'll do a, a rough draft or something. I have no idea. We'll see how what happens. That's why I feel like if I stop, yeah. like you got me started, you got like the wheels going. <laughs> if I stop, I might not um, keep going. So, yeah, I feel that. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I mean I'll probably pre record some so I can take some time off, but. Who knows? We'll see what happens. I'll still be here. Um, and is that everything? I feel weird ending this one. Yeah, I was gonna say I think we hit everything we want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Jordan will be back, if not for like <laughs> one episode now and then. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure maybe there'll be a particular topic that pops up into your head, and you're like, "Well, oh, I need to talk about this." <laughs> you can let us know. <laughs> yep thanks for listening thanks for being here this feels hard one like a weird one to end but um tune back in see what happens you can send us messages um send jordan thank you notes to send <laughs> the email and i'll forward it uh info at move with billy b-i-l-l-i-e uh dot com forgot the rest of it you can find me on social media 
at Mova Philly. And mainly if you want to chat with me, you go on Instagram. The other ones I'm there, but eh, I don't particularly care about them as much. <laughs> and then do you want to say where we can find you? Yeah, uh, at jordan.etal, so J-O-R-D-A-N dot E-T-A-L on Instagram. Thanks so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you.